Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather and I've got some news and views from a West Texans biblical point of view one you're going to find in your mainstream media. Hey folks, welcome to this evening's podcast. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. I'm coming to you guys live, not from my bedroom tonight. <laughs> I'm back in the studio. Got the cats running around. You got Frank Simmons chasing Murphy. And yes, Murphy's doing way better. Thank you guys for your prayers for the Murph. Okay, let's talk about some headlines. We got Sodom likeness grows. We will talk about that from Terry James. And that's TerryJamesProphecyLine.com. You can check him out right there if you so desire. I kind of say you should because I really like Terry James. He's a great author too, by the way. He's got a lot of great books out there. What else shall we talk about? So I'm telling you, if you guys are not prepared for a grid down situation, I say it a lot, but a lot of stuff is going on with the whole Verizon network. Now they're attributing that to a solar flare, but um, it's kind of ironic that it only affected Verizon. Now, if it was a true solar flare, to me, in my mind, scientifically speaking, which I'm not very scientific, but logic dictates, you know, that would affect all networks. And it's also kind of, I don't know, ironic that um, those that were affected on the Verizon network could still access Facebook. <laughs> they could still go to Facebook and Instagram, you know, those important news sources, you know, but um, it just kind of struck me kind of odd. So anyway, um, so I was watching that. Thank you, Michelle, for uh, sending that information on that. On that, I think it's Larry. Is it Larry there on uh, YouTube? And I was kind of watching through that a little bit. Pretty interesting stuff. Um, you know, a lot of interesting things. And so, of course, and then I go back into survival mode and start looking at some other stuff. And one thing that kind of stood out to me that I, I, I found out about today, I didn't even know these were about. I mean, I knew there were sat phones and stuff, but um, there are satellite textures. So satellite text messaging type things. And so you can grab it. There's a Motorola one for $139 on Amazon. Does not have very good reviews. So, mm. and then there's a couple other ones out there. So I looked at the Garmin. Um, it's a little high dollar, but it's got really good reviews. So there's some other ones out there. Um, I would, uh, I would probably invest some money into that probably sooner than later. Um, especially if you have family with kids, that way you guys can still keep in contact. God forbid something like this happens. And, um, or perhaps if an actual real solar flare hits, you know what I mean? Uh, when that happens, it's going to knock a lot of networks out. And of course, the WEF is kind of telling us what their plans are. COP28, they're telling us what their plans are. Big cyber attack, you know. Yeah, Gates, Kill Gates talking about it. You know, he's been talking about that for a while. Oh, it's going to be this gonna be much bigger than COVID it's gonna be like a separate attack and then you know yeah blah 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 so they're pretty much telling us kind of like they did um with COVID back in October of 2019 yeah hmm yeah they were actually talking about it in 2016 yeah folks and um thank you uh Michelle for telling me about the movie with Julia Roberts um what is it leave the world whatever I did watch that and boy oh boy the language in that movie, um, I think the gentleman, Larry, you were telling me about, um, says there's an app that you can actually watch that that removes that language. Um, I wish I would have had that. <laughs> that was a lot of F-bombs, you guys. Oh, he even had the children saying it. I'm like, what has this world come to? I'm like, really? But anyway, um, it was a pretty interesting take on, you know, what would happen. Leave the world behind. That's what it is. Leave the world behind. Um, it was kind of interesting. It was um, pretty interesting, especially with the with the with the kid losing his 
teeth after he got bit by who knows what. But it did leave. It ended weird. Ended really weird. Um, I guess how most of those movies do end, maybe. But it was, uh, I liked all the auto-programmed cars, man. Like this, boom, crashing. Uh, just leaving the lots, you know. <laughs> Tesla's mostly. <laughs> it's kind of ironic. Um, but, you know, Hollywood is kind of, they give you telltale signs of what, you know, what the what they're planning. And uh, I think they've all been in cahoots for a while. Like I always say, you know, tell a vision we're gonna go watch the tv program because they're gonna program your mind through telling you a vision like what you know wow isn't that crazy um but anyway a lot of a lot of a lot of stuff in the news besides that but um you know china is i mean you know china's china um and we have russia and you have Ukraine over here, the president of Ukraine, oh, Zelensky, begging our billionaires for money. We need more money. We need more money. You know, to fight off the Putin war machine, we need more money. Like, I don't understand how Putin hasn't crushed them yet. I just don't understand. Um, he must be holding back. And another thing is, you know, we have given Ukraine here in the United States more money than we have ever given all of our veterans combined over probably the entire history of our military. Um, our homeless are still homeless. We still have veterans killing themselves. We have horrible things. We have cancer patients that can't afford treatment, but yet they're turned away. But we're giving money to Ukraine, you know, to fight Russia, which I don't really think that's what they're using the money for. And we're still giving billions of dollars to Iran, who wants to kill death to America, you know. We give them money, but, you know, we won't help our own people in our own country. Flabbergasted. You guys remember that word? Appalled. But I digress. Another thing today. Well, it was yesterday, I guess. I want y'all's opinion on this. Please send me an email. Heather at BibleProphecyNumber4Today.com. Please. Um, so, I'm not going to say what company it is, but they had a Christmas party. A Christmas party. Because, you know, it's Christmas season. You know. Of course, and all the signs say "Merry Christmas," Christmas, Christmas, Merry Christmas. So, reason for the season is the Lord Jesus. But anyway, so they have this party. Somebody suggests a party. They have a big Christmas party. I guess it went well. And uh, but later on, two people, two people were upset because it was called a Christmas party. They didn't believe in Christmas. They're of another religion. They're I'll, I'll tell you what a religion it is without telling you what it is. Their Sabbath is a Saturday. <laughs> but I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, because I'm, you know, you know smart Alex today. But anyway, so uh, the person who came up with this party, because it was a Christmas party, was told that they had to apologize because they called it a Christmas party. And this will never happen again. We will never have this happen again. You're profiting off of my Savior's birth, but you can't call it a Christmas party. I, as a Christian... I'm not supposed to be offended, but I was highly offended over that. I mean, am I wrong? You know, as Christians, we just like go along to get along. Okay, I'm so sorry. I'm not apologizing. I'm not going to apologize for my Savior's birth. I'm not going to apologize for celebrating his birth. I'm not. I'm not. Am I wrong to take a stand? Am I wrong? I mean, I have had enough. As a Christian, I have apologized enough. I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm just not. I'm not. You shouldn't either. And then you have these other Christians. Well, we have to be inclusive and diversity and blah, blah, blah. No, the world has to be inclusive and diversity, but not Christians. 
No. Are we to love our neighbors? Yes. We are absolutely to love our neighbors. I love everybody. But am I going to back down? No. No, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not doing it. i got to take some coffee here, folks. One moment. Mmm. That is some good stuff. You guys have a natural grocers in your area. Their French roast is, I mean, pretty darn burn good coffee, if I do say so myself. And it's all organic. But can we really trust folks to say their names are organic? I mean, can we really? It's like Harry, what was it? The Truman Show. What? <laughs> and that's another thing. They're just kind of telling you stuff. But you know, aliens took everybody. You know, because when the rapture happens, the church is called aliens. Aliens took them all. What? They're already setting everybody up. Apparently, they have read their Bibles and they know what's coming. You know, it amazes me. They're talking about the peace accord and Abraham accord and all these accords in seven years and there's going to be peace and safety, peace and security. Have they read the Bible? There's no peace and safety because when they say peace and safety and peace and security, sudden destruction come upon them like labor pains upon a pregnant woman and they shall not escape. Mm, That doesn't sound very good, does it to y'all? But if you're Christians, we don't have to worry about that. Because we will be caught up. We'll be gone. We'll be in heaven. And all this will be like the, like the, like John, the Apostle John. Was caught up to heaven. Revelation chapter 4. And then he said all the things that he saw. Amazing. You should read it. You should read Revelation. Don't tell anybody that you can't understand that. Don't let anybody tell you that. You have the Holy Spirit living inside of you if you are a Christian. And you don't need anybody um, to tell you that. So, the Holy Spirit will guide you. Anyway, let me drop off Frank's to make sure he's jumping up on my lap. Man, kittens have some claws. Let me tell you, some sharp little claws and teeth. What is up with that? I guess that's their defense mode, though, is kittens. <laughs> he's a super cute guy, though. And him and Squirt, my little dog, they just wrestle and chase each other and the cat. And they have so much fun. I'm going to get the video of this one day and put it on my YouTube channel. I'll tell you what, it is so cool. Oh, goodness. Um... If you guys happen to listen to Spencer Smith and you watch his YouTube channel, if you're a member of his channel and you guys were on Monday night, last night, I guess I could say, and Esther, if you were on there, please know that I am praying for you. And he had an extremely arrogant remark towards you, which I did not appreciate. That was bad, bad, bad. I know he didn't feel good, but that's no excuse. Er No excuse. Arrogant. Um, Esther bless you we're praying for you um the number one the number one most important thing for any ministry is number one to get the gospel out number two is prayer that's the way i look at things prayer is so important jesus even taught us how to pray how many times did the lord jesus go off and pray to his father how and he's god you know what i mean must be pretty important Praying for one another, carrying each other's burdens, the Bible tells, commands us to do that. We are to do that as Christians. So I was pretty upset about that statement. Anyway. Mm. Guys, I could ramble on for days. But so much, so much is happening. They're kind of telling us what's going to happen. Of course, in 2024, it's going to be a big gosh, Auburn, Texas, that money, blah, blah. So if they're already telling us, don't you think we should be preparing? They even have a countdown, seven years and 15, 14, 13 days, you know, it's all on the countdown. Don't you guys think that we should start preparing as Christians? 
or as anybody, if you're listening to this podcast, you've never listened to this podcast, number one, welcome to the family. Um, number two, it's all about Jesus. Number three, um, you know, uh, I, we, we give headlines and point people to the Bible. Like this is what's going on in the culture. This is what's going on in society. And this is what the Bible said was going to be like in these end times. And so Bible prophecy, I think, in my opinion, my humble opinion, is the best tool we have to go out and tell people about Jesus and say, look, look what the Bible says. Look what has happened. You know, the Bible is 100% accurate and has been. It's never been wrong. Never. It is not vague like Nostradamus. You know, it is so precise. It even said that Israel would become a nation within a 24-hour period of time and exactly happened just like that. So the book of Daniel, they said, well, Daniel could have been wrong when that was done because it was too accurate. <laughs> that is how accurate the Bible is, but we know that's true because they've actually found coins of Darius. So anyway, moving right along. So that's the whole reason. The whole reason for this podcast is to proclaim the name of Jesus to a lost and dying world and to encourage believers who already do believe in the Lord Jesus Christ of encouragement and to tell people what's really going on in the world because you're not going to hear any of this in your mainstream media. They technically are programming you on the television. <laughs> I can't believe how, you know, when that came back in the 50s and 60s, people probably didn't even think about that. We, I didn't really think about that until the other year when I heard somebody say that. I was like, oh my goodness gracious, it is telling a vision. Anyway, so that's the whole reason. That's, uh, that's, that's the whole reason is to pray for people to carry each other's burdens <clears throat> and to be an encouragement. You know, uh, that that's what we're all here for. You know, once you're saved, you know, if we weren't here to do anything, then the Lord Jesus would have taken us home right then and there. But he left us here. We are in this world. The book of John says we are in this world. We are not of this world. And Jesus said the world hated him. It's going to hate us too. Because the world hates the truth. And the Bible is the truth. It's the only truth. If you listen to this world today, everything is relative. Really? Timmy's Tammy and Janie's John. Like what? What? What insanity. And the, the thing about it is if you don't go along with it. You could be fined. You could lose whatever. You could get fired. All kinds of crazy stuff. Who would have thought we'd be living in a world like this? Well, the Bible told us we would. And uh, Timothy, tell you what, and Peter, the Lord Jesus knew what was coming. But uh, anyway, we'll move right along here. So let's, I got one more article. I'm going to pull up here. Let me get Frank Stamich here, putting back on the... <laughs> He was a little upset about that. <laughs> anyway, let me scroll down here. There's one other article. I get a lot of my articles from olivetreeviews.org on her RSS feeds. Um, that is J. Markell. Yes, absolutely. Um, she has a great uh, feed, RSS feed. Let me see. That is not the one. I had them all set up on my iPad. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to come into the studio and in my office and do this tonight. So, and I guess I'm not finding the one that I wanted to. Oh, here it is. The Amazing Connection Between the First Christmas and Our Day by Todd Hampson. He's got some good books out there, too. I like Todd Hampson. So we're going to read that article, folks. 
So that'll give us some stuff to talk about. So let's let's talk about Christmas Unseen. Christmas Unseen, Todd Hampson. You can go to Todd Hampson, and that's H-A-M-P-S-O-N dot com. The amazing connection between the first Christmas and our day. He says he read a devotion recently that talked about how messed up Jesus' family tree was, humanly speaking. In it, the author mentioned that many Jewish boys were named Jesus, and that that and that name means Jehovah is salvation. Culturally, that entire generation of Jewish parents were waiting for the Messiah, so much so that it played out in naming trends. Reading that article made me think about what it must have been like to live in that culture and time, he says. It also made me think about how even though everyone was waiting, very few were really watching. And he goes, here's what I mean. He says, while many had embraced the cultural belief in a coming Messiah, few were actually watching for him or paying attention to the signs all around them. While the religious leaders of the day were familiar with history and the predicted time frame for the arrival of the Messiah, which is Daniel 9, few were preparing the people. It's almost as if the long-awaited arrival of the Messiah had become legend or myth in the minds of the average person. They had become comfortable with the idea of the Messiah coming at some point, but not the idea that it could all play out in real time before their eyes. The demands and familiarity of the daily life trend or tend to dull our senses to God's activity all around us. He says, second coming unseen. In similar fashion, would it be possible to make the same mistake with the second coming of Jesus? We assume the first coming was crystal clear, but only a handful of people really knew about the birth of the Savior. A few shepherds seen as outcasts in their culture, Simeon and Anna at the temple, Mary and Joseph and the Magi, who showed up about two years later after seeing the king's star. The Magi were most likely from the area of Babylon, the connections to the prophet Daniel, who was in exile there about 500 years earlier. Scripture tells us that Daniel became the leader of the Magi during his exile, and that's Daniel 2.48. And he also provided the time frame for the Messiah's arrival in Daniel 9.25. It makes total sense that centuries later, the Magi would have been looking for signs of the coming Savior. Outside of those examples nobody knew three decades later when jesus hung on the cross still only a small handful really believed he was a messiah even after the resurrection that number only grew slightly at first it wasn't until the first church was born on the day of pentecost that large groups of people began to understand the events of their day hindsight is 2020 we look back at the first coming of jesus with clarity and we assume we would have known it all we would have known as it was happening but the biblical record tells us that's not the case only a few were truly watching we we view the events of jesus's first coming as if it were our favorite movie we've watched it a hundred times and know each line but we still love watching it again we don't experience it in real time we look back to it as a past event for those who lived it however it was a much different experience this is a very important fact to consider it was easy to miss what was right in front of them just as there was a two-part first coming of jesus birth and then later the public triumphal entry there will be a two-part second coming of jesus the rapture of the church when we will meet christ in the clouds prior to the tribulation then his physical return to earth at the end of the tribulation while the whole world watches are there things happening right in front of us related to the lord's return that we're not seeing hmm are most believers missing the forest for the trees Fast forward to today, scripture reveals that believers in Christ are supposed to wait and watch. The church at large is good at waiting. We're used to that. It's been 2,000 years. 
We're not so good at watching, though. Active waiting is only half the equation. For various reasons, the majority of Christians have stopped watching. Please hear my heart on this, he says. I don't mean for that to sound judgmental. He says, I get it. Life is busy. Life is hard. There are distractions and daily demands. Furthermore, there has been a decades-long push to sideline prophecy and eschatology in the Western Church. He says, Scripture gives us the clear mandate to watch. Jesus gave us the clear mandate to watch and to know the season or understand the times. There are several specific signs and sign categories we are told to keep an eye on to inform us that his return is near. Over the years, date setters, scoffers, apostate teaching, and sensationalism have taken a toll on the psyche of the average Christian to the point where many feel there's no way to really know when the Lord will return. Therefore, we continue to wade defaulting to an assumption that the Lord's return is still in a vague and distant future. That is a deception from the enemy. We must be vigilant in watching, he says. Literally, every single sign or sign trend that Jesus in the Olivet Discourse, John Revelation, and Daniel 6 of 12 chapters in Daniel deal with end times prophecy, Paul and other writers mention are very factually at play in our day. 100 years ago, none of the signs were in place. Even 10 to 15 years ago, only some of the prophecy puzzle pieces were in place. Today, they are all in place, he says. There is nothing more that must occur before the rapture can take place. And the stage is 100% set for the great end time drama to unfold. And so he says, what signs? Last but not least, here is a brief list of signs that are in place today that were not even on the radar 100 years ago. Russia, Iran, and Turkey in a coalition together with troops positioned just north of Israel's border. Economic and political instability on every continent. Societal and family breakdown. Increased violence and selfishness. Rise of the occult. Cultural confusion and rejection of logic, increasing apostasy in the church, Israel prospering financially and militarily while horrific anti-Semitism is on the rise globally. The 18 plus conflicts against Israel since her modern day founding, including the barbaric recent events. America weakening internet and satellite TV, the nations of the world fixated on Israel and specifically Jerusalem. Israel discovering massive energy supplies, Europe weakly united and almost completely secular. The rise of globalism, a push for a one world economy, religion and government, a small handful of elite people controlling most of the world's wealth. The rise of cults and atheism, a worldwide increase of sexual immorality and homosexuality. The list goes on and on, he says. Those are just off the top of my head, he says. Every single one of those was predicted in Scripture as an end-time sign for a necessary condition. Let that sink in a minute. Or a necessary condition. He goes, let that sink in a minute. He says, I hope you have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I pray that as you think about the signs and conditions that were in place for Jesus' first coming, you'll take time to wonder, contemplate, and study the Bible to understand the signs of our times. Could it be that we are on the cusp of the next great intersection of God and man? Lastly, he says, if you want to know what it means to be a Christian, he goes, please contact me. He says, I would love to share a few Bible verses with you that clearly explain how we can accept Jesus' free gift of salvation today. It's the most important decision you will ever make, whether the rapture occurs our lifetime or not god promises abundant and eternal life he says don't miss it that's john 10 10 and john 3 16 
folks you can go check out his website and he's got some really really good books i'll tell you what i really do like todd hampson and so guys those are just a few of the signs that the lord jesus said will be occurring at this time in the end times and um that's you know that is so so much on my heart because time is short folks time is so very short to make that decision it's an eternal decision don't wait nobody can pray you out nobody can pay you out of hell okay um so just know that there's a free gift christ has done all the work so Let's move along to Sodom likeness grows. You can find this at, of course, TerryJamesProphecyLine.com. I'm going to read this article. I'm going to increase the font a tad bit. I did. Hey, if you guys have an iMart Express in your neighborhood, I would definitely use them to get your glasses because mine broke. You know, I told y'all that the other night, but they broke. No, I couldn't. I just didn't. Well, yeah, maybe. Anyway, so I was picking up some food for a customer and bam i broke my glasses and so i called them man i mean they had these things ready in, in like an hour i was like and and they did it under warranty i was like you guys are fantastic but anyway moving right along here so we're gonna go to sodom likeness grows the homosexual lobby in the days of lot in sodom according to the 19th chapter of genesis must have indeed been in control of city government and of all other aspects of the city life this is likely because lot was a high official in city government he sat in the gate to sodom as a judge a position from which he educated um, adjudicated business matters and i presume other matters of judicial interest he says the homosexual men of sodom showed no difference uh no deference to or regard for lot in surrounding his home and demanding that he send out the man's visitors who appeared as men but were angels sent by god to assess what was going on in the wicked city we can therefore assume that these blatant would-be rapists were fully in charge and unafraid of consequences of their, for their rapacious activities once the sun went down. A city judge's lots, I guess, guests were to be their victims. The comparison I wish to draw between America today and ancient Sodom is that the homosexual lobby, although insignificant in, in, in constituting a percentage of the american population has become a powerful influence over everything from business and law to entertainment and government and even religion most troubling is that the homosexual lobby is becoming a devilish intrusion into american family life he says we know the stories of the current presidential administration allowing or instructing the fbi to investigate the matter of a number of public schools introducing pornographic sexual curriculum to minors the salacious material is not just heterosexual in nature but it more and more involves homosexual inculcation. The Sodom likeness part of this is that the FBI agents in many cases aren't sent into the school boards and other forums to investigate those who are introducing these inappropriate themes to underage kids without parents permission. Rather, the agents are sent to investigate and charge with various levels of domestic terrorists threatening the parents who object to the wickedness government and the homosexual controlled cabal are often intricately linked a growing number of officials are like the ones must have been in the city of lots today they join in moving even ever further into evil conduct against which the lord is bound to bring judgment at some point and he goes on to talk about a little bit more going on in that and we won't quote those articles because um they're pretty salacious and uh ooh. I don't even want to talk about that. What's going on uh, with the kiddos? 
but we're going to skip down past that. And he says, this proposed new rule hits home particularly hard with my wife and me. He says, although we weren't ever, we weren't ever given, um, we weren't given official foster care responsibilities because we were at the age of grandparents rather than parents. We were asked a number of years ago by local government people to temporarily care for a young girl because her family's terrible situation. We still think of her as a grandchild, although she is now 20 years old. But what, what they're talking about okay, is that there is a pertinent report and analysis grabbed his attention and considering all the above, he says it's quite telling as uh, as to where we stand on God's prophetic timeline. He says he thinks. He goes, Biden wants to essentially ban Christians from adopting foster care children based on their religious beliefs in opposition to radical alphabet ideology. U.S. Department of Health and Human Services has proposed a new rule that would prohibit families who do not support the alphabet ideology from caring for foster children. According to the Social Security Act, federally funded foster care agencies must provide safe and proper care for foster children. The United States Administration for Children and Families Act or families, AACFA division with HHS proposed that foster families meet three specific criteria to ensure that the alphabet identifying children are in a, quote, safe and, quote, nurturing home. These are those criteria essentially force Christian parents to affirm a child's pretend gender as opposed to supporting children truthfully based on their biological sex, providing them appropriate support and resources to move away from the radical leftist ideology that pushes hormones, sex changes, and mutilation of children to conform to its extreme sexual agenda. Responding to the radical proposition or proposal, 19 Republican attorneys, uh, Republican attorneys, general are pushing the Biden administration to back down on a new rule they say will effectively exclude Christian families from fostering kids and jeopardizing the foster care system nationwide. Fox News reports Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall, along with 18 of his GOP colleagues, sent a letter Monday to the Department of Health and Human Services alerting them that the uh, that a new proposed rule that alters requirements for foster care families violates the Constitution and discriminates against people who practice the Christian faith. That's when Joe Biden wants to ban Christian families from adopting children in foster care. Originally uh, posted by um, Stephen Ertelt at LifeNews.com back in November 28 of 2023. And so as you can see, we are so much, it, it just doesn't, ah. Uh, you know, words just escape me when I look at what we're at in this world and where we have come to in the United States of America when we were founded on Judeo-Christian values and where we are at right now. And uh, we are, it's just, it's sad. It's sad. But the only hope that we really have and, you know, our joy is in the Lord Jesus, not in our circumstances, and the only thing that, that, that gives me hope and gives me peace and encourages me is that the Bible said this would happen. And so we are just going right along. This We are just going with the pages of, the, of Scripture, you know, right there towards the tribulation. And that's where we're headed to. And so the signs of the times just keep pointing towards the tribulation, which means we're closer and closer to the rapture of the church. And that that's the only thing that really brings brings me hope and encouragement, I'm sure, to you guys, too, because it is so heart-wrenching to see what's happening to our country and to the world and uh, what what people are, are doing. They're mutilating these children, and and they don't care. The world doesn't care. Do you think they care about these kids that identify as trans? No, they don't care. You know, the highest suicide rate is trans, but do you think the world cares? No. They withhold the truth from them. 
and they tell them a lie and these kids believe this lie and the next thing you know they grow up and they're adults and there's all these hormones and mutilations that they've done to their body they'll never be the same and uh it's but they don't care the world doesn't care god cares christians care you know we care enough to tell them the truth and not feed them a lie. And I'll never forget that kid that had come down by the apartment complex. And me and Leroy, a neighbor of mine, we were out there talking. And this, he just walking down the street. And he just came right up to us. And was just he, just, he wanted prayer. He was crying. He was that upset. How upset do you have to be as a teenager to go up to two total strangers and just start crying and asking for prayer? And he said his friend, who was a female... He called her a man. He goes, well, she's a, he, he wants to be. I was like, honey, she is a she. You can't change that. You know, and he was so upset for her. He kept calling her a him. And she's like, well, she's like, you know, she's really, I mean, you know what I mean? That, that is what's going on in our world. That's a very small scale of a very large problem. But I won't forget that. And we prayed with that young man. And we prayed for his friend. And I pray that she is, um, that she has gotten to a church to, you know, because I'm telling you right now, the only people that's going to tell your children and you the truth is the church. Born again, Bible-believing Christians, not your health, wealth, but God, just affirmation and blah, blah, this garbage crap. No, no, no. The, the actual Bible-believing church. That's what you need to find. But we're the only ones going to tell you the truth. The Bible will tell you the truth. Read your Bible. It will tell you the truth. The Holy Spirit, God, will tell you the truth. The Word was God, and that's Jesus. He was the Word. He was the Word. He is the Word. Everything that's created was created through Him. Like, what? It's amazing. It's amazing. But the world is trying to say that you can't tell these kids. So basically, they're sending these kids to hell, and they don't care. They don't care if they commit suicide. Do you think they care about hell? No, they don't care about that. Hell, they give people the vaccine. Do you think they care? They're killing millions of people. They don't care. They're spraying stuff in there. They don't care. They don't care. They're seeing how dangerous they could make it. So, folks, I'm telling you right now, 2024 is going to be unlike nothing we've ever seen before. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to make COVID look like a cakewalk. Really. So, take your vitamins, people. <laughs> Start taking your vitamins. Um, just, you know, really, really concentrate right now on, on, you know, get you an old-fashioned address book. <laughs> I went and got mine, and I wrote down everybody's name and address in this in this book. And like Michelle said, get an old, remember them old atlases? You guys remember? Maybe some of you kids don't, but people my age and older we do. We had an atlas that was big enough to take up an Oldsmobile front seat. I mean, them things were big, you know what I mean? And anyway, Michelle sent me a picture. They're like a little piece of paper now. I'm like, how's anybody supposed to read that? Really? So anyway, I wish I still had that. Was it McNallan's or something like that? McNally or something like that. Atlas. Anyway, I remember them things. That's how we used to get across the country, kids. (laughs) That's how it used to be. (laughs) We'd pull that Atlas out and that's how we'd get around the world, you know? They just punch it in your phone, your phone. They turn right here, turn left right there, turn five and 15 feet, you know? No, we didn't have none of that. We had like look for road signs. It was super cool back in the day. I wonder if I could still make it anywhere with an actual atlas. Do you remember what was that? It would actually print it off for you. Oh, I can't remember what that was called. Darn it. 
But anyway, we used to have that too. Boy, we thought we were in high cotton then. Boy, I tell you what. Anyway, <laughs> heavens to Betsy. Oh goodness, you guys. But with that, I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of here. Um. So well, you know, hold on just one second. There was one thing I wanted to go to. You know where I'm going. I'm gonna go to our favorite. <laughs> Leo Homan H O H M A N N dot com. You know it. Oh, he's talking about another movie. More predictive programming on the way in big budget Hollywood movie Civil War. First trailer released for viewing. He goes, following the Obama produced release last week of the movie Leave the World Behind about the collapse of America following a catastrophic cyber attack that shuts down the power grid, internet, and all cell phone service. Hollywood is about to serve up another blockbuster dystopian film featuring hmm what is this one going to be about ladies and gentlemen we know the civil war so the release date for civil war is set up for april 26th of 2024 so he goes how'd you guess he says civil war in america civil war starring kirsten dunce and directed by alex garland looks like an action-packed thriller that will draw an even bigger audience than the obama production that's currently number one on netflix the first trailer for the upcoming civil war has just been released in the film depicts journalists navigating a war tour in america uh and you can here's a little trailer here for below if you guys want to go to leo home and check it out the release date of course is april 26th in a may interview with the daily telegraph garland said the movie is quote set at an inter indeterminate point in the future and serves as a sci-fi allegory for our currently polarized predicament unquote oh but don't worry america just keep your nose and your phone and you don't worry about anything you know <laughs> just keep going along to get along anyway guys uh, that is going to be the program tonight. Um, anyway, I am going to get off of here. Um, and, uh, but coming up next, uh, maybe tomorrow, hopefully, uh, I'm going to have another article for you guys. And it's from You Know Him, You Love Him. He's uh, moving in close to first place, but not quite there. It's Dean Dwyer. I'm just kidding. I love him and Leo. Don't get me wrong. They're two great, um, very uh uh, great um, journalists. I appreciate the work that they do. I know you guys do too. But anyway, it's going to be Pharmacaea. How the, quote, drug of jihad, unquote, allowed terrorists to commit heinous acts with a sense of indifference. And he posted this back in October of uh, October 23 of this year. But we're going to talk about it um, tomorrow night. Okay. So anyway, it's pretty, pretty good. Because you know, the Bible talks about in Greek is called Pharmacaea, sorcery, so he's got a lot of good stuff in this article, guys. So I hope you guys will tune in um, with me tomorrow and um, listen to this article, I hope. So anyway, with that, I'm going to get off here, guys. Really am. That's the second time in Texas. At least twice we got to say bye. You know. Anyway, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus. Maranatha. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Thank you guys so much for listening. May God bless each and every one of you as we keep looking for the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ.